Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are here at the ASI International Meetings in Orlando, Florida. It is August of 2022, and we're recording a number of great shows. This first one features an old friend, someone that I've had the privilege of working with in Indian country and beyond. His name is Dr. Tim Arnott. Tim, it is so great to have you on the show today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tim, you are not a stranger to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, and for many folks throughout Indian country who've actually been to programs at uh, what used to be called the Lifestyle Center of America in Oklahoma, or uh, have been visited by folks representing that institution over the years, you and I were staff physicians at that facility and had the privilege of working with many people throughout Indian country. Tim, I know that gave you a great appreciation for the power of lifestyle, especially in working with indigenous peoples. Now you've taken those uh, skills and you've brought them to another place where there's a significant native population in uh, Colorado. You're doing some exciting stuff. Tell us a little bit about what uh, you're currently up to. Well, I'm currently the medical director of Rocky Mountain Lifestyle Center, and this is an outpatient facility, whereas Lifestyle Center of America was inpatient. And I must say that uh, my heart is really in inpatient lifestyle medicine. Probably the best years of my professional life were spent at Lifestyle Center of America because you see such rapid changes Mm -hmm. in individuals' physical bodies and then in their mental psyche. I mean, they're just so happy when their health is restored. So we are taking that to a, an outpatient audience, uh, more of a you know, clinic setting without the inpatient piece, although we have uh, Eden Valley Institute about an hour and a half away where you can go and be an inpatient, so that's still there. But we are reaching out to our community with physician uh, consultations, lifestyle medicine consultations with uh, classes, like classes in reversing diabetes, reversing uh, heart disease, reversing depression, and as we're talking about today, reversing Alzheimer's disease. I mean, it's an amazing topic that we've got lined up. So if you're just joining us, Dr. Arnott, great uh, background in lifestyle medicine, well-connected with indigenous peoples, not just here in the U.S. Some of you may remember uh, I interviewed you, Tim. I think it was about a year ago where you were talking about your work with indigenous peoples in Guam. That's correct. So does the same type of lifestyle approach work for Native Americans as uh, indigenous folks on the island of Guam? Absolutely. Just on the island of Guam, largely their diet is uh, red meat and white rice. Mm. If you want to know what red meat and white rice will do to the human body, just eat only that. Wow. And you'll see uh, kidneys crashing in the 30s and 40s and 50s and I remember the first week I was there, 
there was a patient in the office who had had nine heart attacks. Wow. It's really serious over there. I mean, yes, it's it's bad in, in North America, but in Guam, it, it was even worse. Mm. So we can be thankful that we have the fruits and vegetables, you know, that that we do have here and that we're eating them more than perhaps they are other places. There are places where the health is even more at risk. Native Americans, are, their health is even more at risk than here in America. Wow. So indigenous peoples, of course, historically, really uh, amazing lifestyles. I mean, living close to the land, a lot of uh, plant-based eating strategies. Sure, there was wild game, fish, you know, in the, in the mix, and most of the native tribes that tune into our broadcast. But it's just amazing to me when you start going back to those indigenous roots and people see these lifestyle diseases just reversing. And you've seen that everywhere, haven't you? You know, I just had my blood work done. It had been quite a while. And I was kind of a little bit timid about seeing the results. But uh, I was very impressed that what eating only plants, whole plant foods, will do for your blood work. Wow. It wasn't perfect. I mean, it was actually a week, I mean, about a month after I'd gotten off my exercise program because we did a lot of traveling here recently. But So it was not at my best, but the cholesterol was in the 140s total, and the A1C was 5.1%, blood sugars, you know, below 90 fasting, insulin was below 5. I was shook with how how much wisdom is in the plant food Hmm. and how it will take the human body to where it's supposed to be. And I know many of my native listeners and and many native traditions, they're thinking, you know, three sisters, the corn, the beans, the squash, these plant foods that have been held in such uh, esteem, you know, gifts of the creator. And I know you resonate with that uh, that perspective too, Dr. Arnott. One of the situations that sometimes doesn't come onto people's radar screen when we speak about lifestyle medicine is this one that's capturing so many people's attention right now. So sure, I think most people have heard diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol problems, heart disease, even kidney failure, like you mentioned. These are lifestyle-related diseases. But one of them that for a lot of people, they don't necessarily see that connection is when it comes to the brain health and especially dementia. Now, this is a very personal topic for you. Tell us a little bit about why this is so uh, emotionally charged for you, Dr. Arnott. Well, (laughs) so I remember my grandfather. He was Canadian, but in the last years of his life, he had to come down to our place in Iowa because his mind was failing. Mm. And it got to the point where he did not know where he was wow. and he would wander and so he would go out walking and and he didn't know how to get back he would think that he was in some other place it just got very you know the, the dementia the disorientation mm-hmm. and the memory loss became very severe and then <laughs> It happened to my dad. Wow. He was actually diagnosed with Lewy body dementia, and his memory went, you know, he used to tell these incredible stories, and most of that was completely lost. Wow. So, you know, I haven't had my genes sequenced. I don't know if I have ApoE4 heterozygous or homozygous. I don't know, but definitely 
there is a genetic uh, predisposition there for dementia. And so it's, you know, when this book by Dr. Dale Bredesen came along, the end of Alzheimer's, it, it caught my attention. Okay. Speaking physician to physician here, and folks are joining us from all different perspectives, you mentioned this APOE4, and some people may have heard of that, but others are thinking, you know, what is this doctor talking about? It's just a protein that carries fats into your cells. Okay. And apparently the E4 is sort of designed to carry fats into your brain, and it apparently is better at it than the other E's. E3, E2. So if you're on a high-fat diet, Uh then you're just stuffing your brain with excess fats, and that leads to excess inflammation. And as we'll discuss later, there's three different categories of dementia, Okay. three different causes. So, you know, in American medicine, we're more treating the symptoms. Uh Okay, your memory's lost, and we know your acetylcholine, you know, nerve, the, the one of the chemicals that, that the nerves use to speak to each other is low in the brain. And so they've come up with drugs to raise acetylcholine, and that's helped a little bit. But mm-hmm. it's not getting to the underlying cause of why the dementia is there. And so what this uh, neurologist has done, the Lord has, you know, the creator has put him in positions, you know, he's had mentors, he's had He's been in institutions where he's just been focused on this whole topic. Mm -hmm. And actually, I would say through a set of providences, a patient came to him at the end of his search for a cure for Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and putting it all together. It was like this patient just came into his circle. He said, well, we've put this all together. I guess you could try it out and see what happens. And Uh sure enough. These are people that are already entered into the dementia zone, and wow. they're coming back out of it. It's quite remarkable. And so he's discovered by studying the amyloid precursor protein and what happens to it when you live a bad lifestyle and what happens to it when you live a good lifestyle. Uh-huh. And in understanding that, he's discovered how we need to live mm. to save our brain or to rescue our brain. That's really where it counts because, you know, the truth is most people don't make changes until it hurts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just that people didn't think any changes would turn Alzheimer's around. And, and guess what? It will turn around. Well, you've definitely got our interest. And I think folks today, if they haven't had someone like you with a loved one who's dealt with uh, declining mental faculties, uh, you don't have to rub shoulders with many people, to see that scenario played out so many times. Now, I know we're going to talk about some of these different types of dementia, but one of the things that I know sometimes people talk about, they talk about connections between, for example, education and less risk of dementia. Your father, if I'm remembering correctly, was a very educated man. Well, extremely brilliant, brilliant man, brilliant physician. You know, honestly, that's one of the enigmas some of the smartest people lose their cognition later mm. in life. And there's only one clue with my dad that makes sense. And we'll talk about that. In fact, that's a very important thing to talk about. And it's interesting. Dale Bredesen, he's the neurologist that wrote this book, The End of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. The first thing he addresses is homocysteine. Mm. And that is a big cause of inflammation in the brain. This is fascinating because, you know, Dr. Arnott, you know, when we were there at the Lifestyle Center of America, we actually collaborated with some other researchers and showed how the approach that we were using there was lowering homocysteine levels in people. 
and uh, that was really exciting information to us. But uh, and that was some years ago. A lot of folks have said, well, homocysteine doesn't look like it's really all that important for heart disease or stroke. But what you're saying is it is emerging as clearly a risk factor when it comes to Alzheimer's. There's no question about it. I mean, and that was the one lab that was abnormal on my blood work. Mm. It was less than 10, but it was not less than 7. And that's where Bredesen says it needs to be. But more importantly, he tells you how to get it there. Okay. Because, you know, there's people that we don't realize that genes play a lot more into our health than what we might realize. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that just can't add those methyl groups, you know, where they need to be added. And so you need to get B12 that's methylated. You need to get folic acid that's methylated. You need to use B6 that's activated. And when you do, homocysteine will come down. and, And if it doesn't, you go up on the dose a bit more, and if it doesn't, he tells you exactly what other things you need to add to get it down to less than seven. And Dad's was 15. Wow. I think that was no small piece of his dementia. So to step back, for those who are tuning in, they're hearing biochemistry, methyl groups. I mean, it's simple chemical groups with carbon, a few hydrogens, right? Yeah. But if you've never studied chemistry, I mean, this may sound daunting, but there's a whole pathway or pathways in the body that manages these methyl groups. And they involve, like you said, certain critical B vitamins and homocysteine is involved. It's a rogue amino acid that messes with stuff. And we're hearing from you that it messes with the brain. We're going to hear more about that. Dr. Arnott, before we get into practical things that people can do, as we're winding up this segment, I know some folks are probably saying, Dr. Arnott, we've heard your name before. Maybe we've even heard you on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. You have got a lot of free resources online that people may want to connect with. Maybe they can't hear this whole program. Maybe they want to say, hey, is there more that I can learn from Dr. Arnott? Maybe they're even in the Denver, Colorado area and want to see you. How would someone go about doing that? Well, if you want to go to my website, it's just drnewstart.com. drnewstart.com. So just drnewstart.com. And there you will find handouts. I put all of my handouts out there. In fact, my entire lecture regarding Alzheimer's is there. Wow. You can just click on the little icon in the right lower part of the screen, and that will send me an email. Okay, we will be back with Dr. Newstart, Dr. Tim Arnott. We're going to step away. We'll be coming back with more from this uh, venue of ASI 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. 
furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. This is Dr. David DeRose back with you for American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. We're broadcasting live from the venue of ASI. 2022 in Orlando, Florida. With me, Dr. Tim Arnott. Tim, it is so good to uh, have you sticking around for this segment of the show. Great to be here, David. Tim, you have been telling us about your personal background, dealing with Alzheimer's in your family. Father, intelligent, brilliant physician, ends up with Alzheimer's, uh, or at least Lewy body dementia. Maybe we should stop. And I know folks, uh, Dr. Arnott, uh, they hear dementia, they hear Alzheimer's, they may have heard of Lewy body dementia. Can you help us understand these different dementias? Well, I think what most people need to know is that the lion's share of dementia is of the Alzheimer's type. It's 60 to 80 percent. Uh, you know, my, my father had uh, Lewy body dementia, which is characterized by people getting worse with their memory than getting better with their memory. It's kind of waxing and waning. With Whereas if the Alzheimer's type, it, people are just getting worse and worse and worse. And that's, that's what most people are dealing with. And, uh, you know, the medications are, are not reversing the process. So it's, in fact, there hasn't been a new drug on the market since like 2003. Wow. And what Dr. Bredesen has discovered is you got 36 holes in your roof. If you patch three holes, you still got 33 holes. Mm-hmm. So we've been trying to fix a very complicated problem with a single medicine or two, and it's just not working. So let's segue to that, uh, Dr. Arnott. Let's talk about things that we can do uh, for Alzheimer's disease and when you give a presentation, let's say to a community group, you're talking about this, how do you lead into 
these practical lifestyle-based strategies to make a difference? Well, first of all, it's important to understand the brain biochemistry or physiology. And, and there's a very important protein in, in, that's, that goes across the nerve cells. It's called the amyloid precursor protein or the APP. And what's fascinating about this protein that's going all the way across the membrane of the cell, the nerve cell, is that if you live the standard American lifestyle, that protein is split into four pieces. And one of those pieces is beta amyloid. Hmm. And beta amyloid is what builds up in the brain and leads to the plaques. And that's what starts to deteriorate the connections between the nerve cells, especially in the memory areas. And on the other hand, what he has discovered is if you do not follow a standard American lifestyle, a standard American diet, then this amyloid precursor protein is only split into two parts, and hmm. there is no beta amyloid accumulation. Interesting. And they have tried, you know, because of the accumulation of beta amyloid being a major problem, they have designed drugs that will attack the beta amyloid and will destroy it or prevent it from being produced. Mm -hmm. And those trials were successful. They were able to block the production of beta amyloid. They were able to destroy beta amyloid. But patients either got no better or worse. Wow. So even though the treatment was successful, the outcome was not. And what he has discovered is if you can prevent the amyloid precursor protein from being split into four pieces but only being split into two, then you don't get the buildup of amyloid. Mm. And you can actually reverse the Alzheimer's. Interesting. So is there a purpose for this amyloid precursor protein? Yes. It's the brain's way of protecting itself. Hmm. That's what he's discovered. And, you know, I would go even further to say that I believe that the great spirit has designed the human body in a loving manner. Hmm. Meaning, if you follow the great spirit's health principles, you will have good outcomes with your health. If you don't follow his health principles, by design, you will have bad outcomes. Because if you just had, let's say you had good outcomes but you were breaking those health principles, you're going to be separating yourself from your great spirit. And yet, you know, not realizing, you're not seeing any side effects, you're not seeing any downsides, so you just keep breaking those, those uh, health principles. Mm -hmm. But he's designed it so if you break those health principles that he's put into our body, you will have negative consequences. And that's the wake-up call. Oh, I need to change my ways. And that's what Dr. Dale Bredesen is telling us. These are the health principles that you need to keep in order to rescue your brain. Wow, so amazing stuff. So let's talk about those health principles. So you've given us a background. What are the kind of things that we should be doing to actually save our brain? Is that where you typically go? And Absolutely. So there's three types of Alzheimer's, and important to understand the different types so that you can understand how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So there's the inflammatory type. This is where your immune system is upregulated. It's hyperactive. And so the diet that people eat 
can rev up the inflammation. The insulin resistance mm. can rev up the inflammation. There's the, what he calls, atrophic type, which basically means the brain isn't getting fed. It's not getting the nutrients that it needs. It isn't getting the hormonal support that it needs. And so he tells you what you need to test. You need to test your thyroid. You need to test your vitamin D. You need to test your homocysteine. You need to look at, you know, maybe your estrogen level, your testosterone level. And then there's the toxic type. It turns out that there are toxins that can injure the brain mm. and cause the amyloid precursor protein to be split in those four pieces, one of which is beta amyloid, which builds up into the plaques. So you need to get rid of the toxins. Uh, a big one is uh, mycotoxin, so from, from mold. Uh, turns out that, that that's a bigger issue than most people realize. There's mercury uh, toxin. There's high homocysteine as a toxin. There's, some people have too much copper. So there's things that people can be tested for to see if they have toxic exposure. So basically, get rid of inflammation, increase the nutrition and hormonal support, and avoid and get rid of toxins. You know, the toxins, I mean, are especially interesting, Dr. Arnott. I know you mentioned the mycotoxins. We'll come back to that. But a lot of the toxins that people think of, things that you mentioned, like these heavy metals like mercury and copper, indigenous peoples historically, they weren't being exposed presumably to any of these things. When you look at the health oral tradition of health history in First Nation peoples here in North America, seems like they had remarkable health from things yes. that, uh, that I've heard sure. across tribal lines. Makes sense. Do you think there really is a big connection with toxins in the environment today? Oh, definitely. Oh, it's huge. It's massive. You know, all you need to do is go onto nutritionfacts.org and, and look at some of the research that Michael Greger has put together. Well, not yet that he's put together, but that he's he's done a discovery process. Mm. And the, the amount of toxins that are building up in the human body are just unbelievable. And the take-home message is that the animals, you know, if, if you're, you know, eating animal foods, they are filled with toxins, much more than the plant foods. So that's a huge take-home message. And that's one of his take-home messages. You need to become plant-based with your nutrition. And I'm glad you're mentioning this as we speak about indigenous food choices because like we mentioned earlier in the show, our First Nation listeners, they're saying, hey, this is part of our cultural heritage. We fished or we hunted. But like you're mentioning, that was, uh, well, the fish and the, the wild game that their elders ate is not necessarily the same as the even the fish that we catch today, right? The, the waters have been polluted. Fish and are some of the worst for toxins. Absolutely. And is it true the larger the fish and Absolutely. the more carnivorous the worse? Absolutely. No question about it. So they're it. just concentrating these toxins through their lifespan is, is the concept. That's right. Yeah, they're at the top of a food chain. Every step up that food chain, the toxins are, are uh, concentrated tenfold. Wow, wow. Now, the interesting part of this is we're speaking about, let's say, fish, is you know some people have told me, well, we're eating you know farmed fish. And I've actually seen some data suggesting that some of these... Uh, Farms far are the worst. Really? And why would that be? You know, whatever they're feeding them is filled with toxins, apparently. Mm, mm. You know, every, everybody's trying to make a buck. And so if you can get cheaper food for the salmon that you're raising, it, 
Yeah, you don't want to eat farm salmon. They're the most toxic. And they don't have the omega-3s. Fish do not make omega-3s. They mm. eat omega-3s. <laughs> and so can we. Greens. <laughs> Dark leafy green. Okay. Dr. Arnott, we do have to step away, but uh, folks, stay by. Dr. Arnott's sharing a lot of amazing stuff that you can do to make a difference as far as your health, especially your brain health, preserving your brain health. Tim, if some folks do have to step away, yes, they can come and, and listen to the show uh, online at uh, AIANL.org. That's American Indian Alaska Native Living.org. But uh, you've also got a handout, uh, a full presentation on this. Tell us one more time what your website is. So just go to Dr. Newstart, D-R-N-E-W-S-T-A-R-T.com, drnewstart.com. Go to Handouts. Scroll down to the Prevent and Reverse Alzheimer's handout. And you'll see the full presentation. Look at the take-home message. That's really what you want to see. Okay, we're going to be back with more on today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Stay tuned. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our second half of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Dr. Tim Arnott, he is the medical director of the Rocky Mountain Lifestyle Center. It's an outpatient lifestyle center based in Denver, Colorado. He's been sharing with us a personal burden that he has to help people with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. It's something that uh, affected his own family. He's now trying to help ensure that it does not affect the current generation of Arnott's, himself included, as well as you. He's been talking with us today about things that can make a difference. Tim, we've been speaking about the various causes of Alzheimer's. We talk about inflammatory causes, nutritional causes, or atrophic, as you mentioned, you know, kind of the brain wasting away, if you will. We talked about those toxic causes. And you actually have specific strategies that people can use now for each of those conditions. But before we get into that, just 
by way of speaking to a general audience here on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Is it fair to say, Tim, that if someone says, well, I don't know, I mean, I know my memory's slipping or I know mom's memory's slipping, can they just apply all these principles? Does that make sense if they haven't had time to be diagnosed or is that not wise? You know, honestly, uh, Dr. Bredesen is a true melancholy and he's a perfectionist and he you know, his his book is pretty detailed, but it's interesting. You don't have to to do everything mm. that he's recommending to get improvements. Okay. And he'll tell you exactly what the people did uh-huh. in his book uh, to get the improvements they did. But I like to make things as simple and practical as possible. Good, good. That's what we need you know, today. Reader's Digest kind of thing. Okay. So that's what I've tried to do uh, with this list of, of things. But I think that one of the major, there's like three or four major things. And I'll try to point out which ones those are. Good. In fact, let me just point them out. Diet is huge. Okay. Plant-based diet. Exercise is huge because you can actually grow the memory center of your brain, your hippocampus, when you exercise. Wow. Sleep is huge because actually at night, if you have good quality sleep, and we'll talk about a little bit more about what that means, but your brain actually opens up the channels physically. The anatomy changes of your brain at night. Opens up the channels between the cells, and there's this flow of fluid that actually sweeps the excess amyloid out of your brain. Wow. If you're getting the rest that you need. If you're not, then it's just building up. So quality rest is like, the great spirit's opportunity to sweep the debris out of your brain. But if you don't get quality sleep, then it builds up. So those three principles, and then probably the other one is making sure you take a good B12 supplement. Okay. And as I'm discovering, just taking B12s, not enough. Mm. I was taking 2,500 micrograms a day. You absorb about 1% of that, so about... 250 or no 25 so i'm realizing i'm going to need to add activated b6 and the the methylated folic acid Hmm. to really get homocysteine down to less than seven so let's talk a little bit about vitamin b12 so this uh, of course it's a vitamin so it's vital it you have to have it uh we you and i both as physicians we've seen people with nerve problems brain problems because of b12 deficiency but what you're saying is many people who may not, you know, they may go to the doctor, maybe their even level is checked, and it's they say it's okay, it's within the normal range, they could still be in trouble. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I didn't even bother to test the B12 level because I know that if homocysteine is elevated, I, I know that I'm taking enough B12, but if it's not bringing the homocysteine down adequately, I've got to add either a bit more B12 or those other B vitamins, the folic acid, not just regular. He says regular folic acid, just bio, you know, typical supplement won't do it. And the, and the regular B6 won't do it. If you've got an issue in your biochemistry, you've got to have those activated types. So let's talk a little bit more about this because I know a lot of folks that are taking, for example, vitamin B12, typically if you go to the... Uh, health food store, go to online, buy a supplement, it'll be cyanocobalamin. Right. You mentioned earlier in the show something called methylcobalamin. Right. Is it important that you take one preparation? Absolutely. It should be methyl. 
across the board. Okay. And I'm just telling you what he says. Okay. He's an, and this guy is a brilliant neurologist. He's a brilliant researcher. He has done his homework. Okay. He's, this guy knows his stuff. So, you know, don't take my word for it, but, you know, I'm going through his book a second time right now because I really want to understand it so well I can get the information out to, uh-huh, to other uh-huh. people. But remember this company, Jaro. Jaro. J-A-R-R-O-W. That's correct. So tell us about Jaro. Okay, so they have two two formulations that have the methylated B12, the methylated folate, and the activated B6. They have, you know, like a starting dose, and then they have a higher dose. So those are on that handout on the website, actual pictures of the bottles. Okay. So it's very easy to find out, oh, okay, that's what I need, and go on Amazon and buy it quickly. So I'm going to drnewstart.com. That's That's your website. Handout tab. Scroll down to the re- Prevent and Reverse Alzheimer's handout, and it'll be in there. Pictures okay, of those. great, great. So so what other things do we have to have on okay. the list? We've got the vitamins on there. We've got the, right, the so, exercise. Uh, we've got the sleep. We, you correct. mentioned diet, but that can be nebulous. Okay, so the, the big thing is inflammation. Okay. That's really his biggest principle. you got people are inflamed in their brain, hmm. and it's largely diet-driven and insulin-resistance-driven. So basically, what what does that mean? Well, 60% of the American diet is processed foods. So it's white flour, it is refined sugars, refined oils, and salt, the deadly quartet. What is that doing? Well, it's increasing insulin to excessive levels. When you increase insulin, you increase free radical production. So that's like the exhaust of your cells. You're mm-hmm. revving everything up. The sugar goes up in the cell, insulin goes up, you are creating free radical or or excessive exhaust, and this is inflammatory, and it inflames your brain, and it takes that amyloid precursor protein, and it splits it into four parts, one of which is beta amyloid, and you build up a beta amyloid, and you start to get those plaques. So let me see. You said four things. I heard the white flour, white sugar. Refined sugars. There's all kind. You know, these days they 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 don't say just sugar anymore. They have a thousand names for sugar. Right, right. But it's processed sweeteners uh-huh. of any kind. It's flour, it is oils, and it's salt. Okay. So those are the four things that are in processed foods. It's, that's the bulk of your grocery store. Is is flour, oil, sugar, and salt. That's what those pro- processed foods are made out of. But what they're doing is increasing the inflammation in the brain, which then leads this amyloid precursor protein to be split into four pieces, one of which is beta amyloid. That leads to the buildup of these plaques in the brain leading to Alzheimer's. The other 30% of the diet is animal foods. Hmm. And they are rich in arachidonic acid and saturated fats, which also fuel, and of course all these uh, bacterial uh, toxins, and those fuel inflammation. So you've got 90% of the American diet that is fanning the flames of inflammation in the body, and that includes what we're now understanding, the brain. So the brain in, in America is inflamed. And so the amyloid precursor protein is always being split into four parts. People are developing their, you know, the, the buildup of amyloid, and it leads to the plaques, gets the Alzheimer's going. 
What's the answer? Well, you need to know what's what's left in the diet. <laughs> There's only 10% left. And five and that's plant food. 5% of that is unhealthy plant food. Potato chips, french fries, onion okay. rings, and apple pie, and pizza sauce. 5% of the American diet is beans, whole grains, vegetables, and fruits. That should be 95% of it. Wow. And when it is... The amyloid precursor protein will be split into two pieces, no beta amyloid, and the the built the built the amyloid that's been built up will start to be swept out. Because it's just like cholesterol. You shut off the cholesterol supply, the body gets rid of the excess. Now what's one of the things that, that is new to me, Doctor or not, that you mentioned and I heard you kind of refer to it here in passing are these mycotoxins, these toxins that are made by molds, uh, right. yeast, things like that. I would think your message is, well, don't eat the moldy fruit and vegetables. But I heard you just a moment ago make a connection with animal products. Are you saying that these toxins also get into animal tissues? Um, actually, the, the mycotoxins is more environmental. Okay. So that's people that are living in conditions uh, where there is mold, either under it. the house or maybe in a dark place in their closet. Maybe they're not getting sunlight into the home. Mold is building up. I got it. And when mold grows, it produces toxins. And you, you could be breathing that in. And he gives I stories in his book of people that didn't realize that they were living in a, in a situation where there was all this mold. Mm -hmm. And it was actually... You know, taking their amyloid precursor protein, splitting into four parts, building up amyloid, getting de dementia. And as wow. soon as they got rid of that problem, the dementia turned around. No way. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's actually quite remarkable. So the, the second part is you've got to eat low glycemic, and extremely low glycemic. What that means, you need to eat plant food. We're talking about plant food. Mm -hmm. In fact, he talks about a ketogenic diet, but plant-based. Oh, okay. Not the typical bacon. It's not bacon keto. It's plant-based <laughs> okay. keto. What does that mean? Well, the base of your food pyramid is vegetables, above-ground vegetables. Why? Because they're low in starch. Mm -hmm. So they don't have, you know, many calories. It's just nutrients. <laughs> and so building the foundation of your diet in vegetables and then adding some of the higher-fat plant foods, the nuts, the olives, the seeds, the avocado. That's a very big part. Basically, what he's understanding is that the brain has become insulin resistant. It's mm. not just the muscles. It's not just the fat. The brain has become insulin resistant. When a tissue becomes insulin resistant, it's hard to get sugar into that tissue. Mm -hmm. And so when it's hard to get sugar into the brain, then the brain starts to contract. Mm. It shrinks its connections. It shrinks its tissue. It's like a self-preservation. Well, I'm not getting fed, so let's hunker down. And so that's what's leading to this Alzheimer's. The, wow. the, the connections in the brain are actually shrinking and deteriorating. So what he's trying to do is, you know, the, the, the great spirit has given a, a backup plan to fuel the brain with ketones, keto acids. And so they're basically fat breakdown products. And so if you can eat a diet that is very low glycemic, that's full of vegetables, it has more of the good fat plant foods, being, you know, being the nuts, olives, seeds, avocado, and all these vegetables, and very low glycemic grains and fruits, and 
we could talk about what those are mm-hmm. and a list of those is on my website. Then the the brain starts to use more of the fats and the the ketones for as fuel. It doesn't depend so much on the sugar. But once you get the insulin resistance turned around, you know, then you can get back to using more of the glucose as a fuel. Wow. Amazing stuff. We do have to step away just briefly. Dr. Arnott is going to be back for our final segment of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Don't go away. More right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Dr. David DeRose with Dr. Tim Arnott in the venue, the Meeting Hall Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. We are at the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort. We're here for the ASI 2022 International Meetings. Dr. Arnott has been sharing with us insights into Alzheimer's disease, things that you can do to reverse it if you want to do that effectively. You can uh, actually get more information from Dr. Tim Arnott at his website. That's Dr. Newstart. That's drnewstart.com. Tim, 
You've been giving us some overarching strategies to try to help turn back the clock on Alzheimer's or prevent it if it's not come knocking on our door yet. What other things do we really need to emphasize when we're speaking about this? Well, we talked about uh, the three subtypes, uh, inflammatory and where the brain is inflamed. Number two, where the brain isn't being fed properly. It's not being uh, supported properly with hormones. And then, of course, it's being exposed to toxins. So along the line of the inflammation, there are plant foods that fight inflammation more than others. So those would be the ones that are rich in omega-3. And uh, dark, leafy greens. We really mm. need to get more greens into our diet. They have more nutrients per weight of any food on earth. Wow. Dark, leafy greens. You want to get them organic. Uh, mm. They're on my website under handouts, there's a, a handout, The Dirty Dozen. Mm -hmm. Those are plant foods that have the most pesticide residue. So, we're, again, you're trying to avoid toxins because mm -hmm. that fuels dementia as well. So there's those uh, Dirty Dozen plant foods you want to get organic or you want to peel them or you want to wash them with a dilute salt or vinegar solution. But, you know, it's easy, for example, to get organic ch uh, Bing cherries, uh, blueberries and strawberries, you just buy them organic, Costco mm -hmm. or Sam's, for example. Those would be your best prices. And the greens, most of the greens are, are organic these days, triple washed, so that's pretty easy to do. The others are uh, green soybeans, rich in omega-3, flax seed, and chia seed. And I actually think chia is one of the richest. So, you know, you put those seeds in a coffee grinder, and again, uh, nutrients are important for the second type of uh, Alzheimer's, the, new, in the great spirit has packed the seeds with minerals and other nutrients. Mm. So, you know, the sunflower seed, the pumpkin seed, the chia seed, the sesame seed, flax seed, a tablespoon of, you know, one or two of those, always probably the, either flax or chia because they're rich in omega-3. So maybe a tablespoon of flaxseed, tablespoon of sunflower, put it in your little coffee grinder, pulse it into a powder, put it under your cereal or however you maybe best to get it into your your diet that's going to give you minerals nutrients omega-3s help to reduce inflammation and it makes sense because if you've got to have in that seed everything it needs to grow a whole exactly. plant it's going to be very nutrient dense Absolutely. Huh? what else have we got on the list as far as the dietary things very important uh if you can take a stroll right after a meal oh okay because what that does you know Two-thirds of your hemoglobin A1C, now that's the diabetes test that doctors do, two-thirds of it is contributed by the after-meal sugar. Hmm. So if you can cut uh, through that, uh, that spike in sugar and just bring it way down by strolling, taking a good 15, 20-minute stroll right after your two biggest meals, that's going to help to lower your overall blood sugar. And what happens, if your sugar is too high, proteins in the body get glycated or it gets stuck to sugar hmm. and that can activate the immune system because that looks different to the immune system than what it was designed to look and so that can increase inflammation so bringing down the sugar level after a meal by taking a stroll immediately after the meal hmm. can be very powerful and then of course a full-blown exercise session you know at least 30 minutes if you can do 60 or like dr greger does 90 mm. you know split it into two parts do half of your exercise as aerobic you know walking on a treadmill or jogging or brisk walking or gardening and then the other half weight you know muscle building because 
muscles, when you build muscles, you're actually depleting the muscle of fat and you're increasing the mitochondria, the, the powerhouse, the energy of building ability of those muscle cells and you're lowering insulin resistance. Lowering insulin resistance is a huge way to take inflammation out of your brain and to prevent this buildup of amyloid protein. When we're talking about exercise, Dr. Arnott, you mentioned uh, both of everything from the treadmill to the garden. Is there anything to be said as far as this useful work like gardening as opposed to being on a treadmill? Is there any evidence that one might be better than another for the well, brain? Well, I think there's no question outside exercise, practical exercise is the best. So basically you're talking about useful outdoor work. Why do you say that's superior? Well, for one thing... <laughs> So more recently, apparently, it's been discovered that when you're out in the sunshine, you're not just getting ultraviolet B on your skin, which makes vitamin D, which has a plethora of improvements for your body, including your brain, but you're getting infrared. Hmm. And infrared is the heat of the sun. It's a broader spectrum than the visible light spectrum. And what scientists have discovered is when you're in the heat of the sun, that heat, that infrared goes eight, penetrates eight inches into your body, and it actually stimulates the production of melatonin in the very place where the exhaust is being made in your mm. cell. That's the mitochondria. And it's several orders of magnitude greater than the melatonin levels that you get at night while you're sleeping. So the great spirit has, is actually flooding his children with protective melatonin, destroying the damaging and inflammation-causing free radicals that are being this exhaust that's coming off our cells 24-7 during the day if you're outside in the heat. So basically, folks that when they hear melatonin, they think this helps me sleep, you're really focusing in on this so-called antioxidant exactly. function of melatonin. It's one of the most powerful antioxidants, apparently. So it's it's the antioxidant of sleep, mm. which, by the way, you've got to get in your face in the sun first thing in the morning to shut off melatonin during the day so you get a big spike at night and it carries you through the evening. So that's important to get out in the sun, get the sun on your face, that bright light, shut off melatonin during the day, but that's the pineal gland production. Hmm. This other melatonin production is happening if you're outside in the heat or if you're in front of the fireplace. Okay. It's wherever the heat is coming at you, that's infrared, that's generating melatonin right in the cell where the, the exhaust is coming out. Very, very interesting. Dr. Arnott, I know we're in the home stretch here, and uh, you've got a few other key points. We want to have you make those, and then we'll one more time let people know how they can get more information. Well, this big one is sleep. I mean, they say so much about sleep. Mm. So you've got to structure your day to get quality rest. One of the things you can do is minimize the evening meal. Mm. And some people might even be able to eliminate it. But just go to, you know, maybe a piece of fruit, maybe a fat-free vegetable soup, maybe a lentil soup. But just minimal evening meal. He says it's got to be three hours from when you finish that meal to when you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And you need a 12-hour stretch of fasting. So you finish your last meal. Maybe it's a piece of fruit, a bowl of fruit. Maybe it's a vegetable soup. And then you don't eat again for 12 hours. This fasting creates this whole period of ketosis, 
where the brain is actually able to heal itself, flush itself, and refuel with a fuel that it's able to use better than sugar because people are so insulin resistant. Mm. And all of this leads to amyloid precursor protein being split in half rather than four pieces, decreasing amyloid buildup, decreasing Alzheimer's. Wow. Well, Dr. Arnott, I know you've got a wealth of information that you've pulled together, uh, drawing a lot from Dr. Dale Bredesen, but also other things that you've been integrating, things that have resonated with your own experience. You've got a whole set of handouts. One of them is dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia. Tell us one more time how we can get this handout or many of the other great resources that you've put together. So you just go to your Google search, type in drnewstart, drnewstart.com. My website will pull up. You just click on handouts. You scroll down to where you, and it's, it's not very far down the page, and you'll see prevent and reverse Alzheimer's. Click on that handout. You'll get the entire lecture. Uh, you can scroll down further, and you can see those dirty dozen foods. If you scroll up a little higher, you can get to reverse diabetes, and it will show you the plant foods that raise blood sugar the least. Excellent. Just uh, such valuable stuff. Tim, you're currently serving as the medical director of a facility in Denver. Just real briefly, tell us uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, best way to do that. Best way to do that is to just email me, drtimarnot at gmail.com. drtimarnot, A-R-N-O-T-T, at gmail.com. And uh, by the way, if you don't remember that, you can just go to my website, drnewstart.com and there's a little icon in the right lower corner click on that and uh, you'll get an opportunity to send me an email sounds great dr arnott we do have to step away thanks so much for sharing with us today my pleasure glad to have you joining us today from asi 2022 i'm dr david derose for all of us an american indian and alaska native living wishing you the very best of health this is life talk radio 